Hello, Spotlight friends. Welcome to another episode of Ave Spotlight. Today, I am with my dear friend, Maria Benish, for another episode. Maria is just a wealth of knowledge, and we loved having her on, so we're happy to have her on again. Today, we are going to talk about care for creation and how to practice environmental stewardship. So it's going to be an awesome conversation. I'm really happy that you guys are here. And as you're listening, I was laughing with Maria before this, but excuse any of the background noise, you all. I am, if you can hear it, I am actually in Puerto Rico for my best friend's wedding. And um, there are lots of frogs and other awesome creatures outside of this apartment. And so just a real testament to our topic on the environment. So um, I guess it adds a lot of uh, needed background. But Maria, how are you doing? How's everything going? I'm great. It's so good to be here again, Chanel. And in addition to the frogs in the background, it's also perfect that we're doing this the week that we celebrated St. Francis of Assisi's feast day. Yay, Holy Spirit. Love it. Look at that. That's that's divinely oriented. Well, Maria, I would love for everyone that hadn't heard you on our previous episode to just hear a little bit about you. Would you mind sharing a little bit about yourself? Yes, absolutely. So I reside in Lincoln, Nebraska. My husband, Mitch, and I have two children on earth and a little baby girl saint in heaven. I am a political scientist. So I've been a professor of human rights and political science. My dissertation was actually on water networks, hence the connection to the environment. But I also previously before that was a focused missionary and a high school youth minister and then um, Chanel and I worked together on a nonprofit that tackles racism from a Catholic perspective and finally also worked together on the National Eucharistic Pilgrimage, which is going to be awesome. So check it out if you haven't already. Love that. Love that. Good, healthy plug. Well, first, I would love to hear about your dissertation. I've Even as a friend, I've just not even talked to you a lot about that. So that's amazing. But firstly, we're talking about environmental stewardship, right? So the responsibility that we all have to be stewards of the environment. And that sounds like a lot of words and kind of can be a little tough to digest. If you're just somebody that's existing, you're trying to like get your bills paid on time. You're trying to show up to work on time. You're just trying to get all your tasks done. So then being like a steward of the environment, what the heck does that mean? But what does that mean? What would you say to someone that's like, it's a little too overwhelming. I don't even want to care about it. And then how is that accessible for just everyday people? Great questions. Before I tackle those, I think I'm going to actually talk about kind of why we should care about this. And then that I think is a good preface to then what we can personally do about it. So I admit, and this is uh, (laughs) sad to admit on my part, that I really didn't do a good job caring about the environment very much when I was younger. And It wasn't until I was much, much older and in grad school, and I started learning about the human impact of the climate crisis that then I really realized, like, this is a human rights issue. And certainly I love animals, but it wasn't quite that that did it for me, but it was more the human impact. And so I want to talk just a little bit about that, because then I think that's a really good preface to then give us the inspiration to do something individually about it as Catholics. So there's several ways, obviously, that humanity is directly affected by the climate crisis. And one that comes to mind is um, the 
increase of who are called climate refugees. So climate refugees, or also known as environmental refugees, are people around the world that are forced to leave their homes and usually their livelihoods because of some natural disaster, whether it be hurricanes or droughts or flooding or like the rise in sea level certainly is causing problems for many island nations. In fact, there's a very tiny island nation in the Pacific named Kiribati that is worried that they are actually going to lose their whole entire country in a few years. And so they have actually bought land in another country in the event that they lose their whole entire terrain and have to move their whole population to another country. Um, So hearing these things was very impactful for me as somebody that cared about human rights. And I'm like, there is a, a human face to this, right? And how many people are living without access to clean or um, even good quantities of water? And then sadly, it's usually the poor and the most underprivileged who are the most impacted by climate change, but yet usually are the ones least contributing to it, right? It tends to be much wealthier areas of the world that unfortunately are contributing the most to this problem. And then it's impacting the poor the hardest. An example that comes to mind even in our own country is Flint, Michigan, an area that there's people living in in very poor conditions and yet impacted by this water crisis, right? Um, So I think that's another thing to keep in mind too. We, We talked about at the beginning of this, when I last came on, like the different seven principles, and one of them is preferential option for the poor. And so I think that directly ties into when we talk about the climate crisis. Let me stop if you have any questions that you want to talk about further with that, Chanel, before we talk about what we can do individually. Oh, girl, no, that was so good. And also why we should care, because I love your point of why should we care? Because it's not just an environment issue, but it's a human rights issue. So it's, it's a conversation about access to land, to your home, to resources. Um, and that goes way deeper than buying a biodegradable pencil. Wow. It, I mean, it's really jarring to think about that there are people that are losing their homes and everything that they know because of what our impacts can be as humans. So I think that's so interesting. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you. Yeah. Um really important stuff to talk about. So then, yeah, it kind of begs the question, what can we do about it, right? Because we're all just one person and most of us don't own private jets. I'm guessing most people listening to this don't. And so it's kind of like, well, does my little bit make a difference? And this is kind of one of those things. I I think of St. Teresa Lisieux and how just even folding napkins, that little task, she realized the immense spiritual implications of simple tasks, right? And so I've been trying to look at that and my husband and I, like in our own family of just like little things we can do. Chanel brought up before we even went on the air, like the important point of like, okay, so how do we also make it realistic, right? Because I, and I I was thinking about that a little bit before I went on in terms of, I am not perfect at this, right? Like I am not somebody that has zero waste in our house. I wish we did. I wish we never used disposable plates or things like that, but I'm a working mom with kids and two jobs. So I think, you know, it's real easy to shame people and you used a plastic water bottle in that picture, right? Like, and we all need to be better about this, right? I've been in places that are supposedly really good at this, where they're handing out plastic water bottles in mass amounts at at conferences, right? So we all need to be better about this and work on it together. So little things that we try to do. So certainly recycling um, when we can, trying to buy stuff either secondhand or donating your stuff 
secondhand if possible, rather than just throwing it out in the trash. Um, also just using less. And I think this is also just good as Catholics that, you know, the treasures of the next life matter way more than this life. And so ways that maybe we don't need to have quite so many clothes or so many shoes or, and it actually, you know, the trends are kind of leaning toward this and that like minimalism is becoming pretty popular in many ways. I think of Marie Kondo and sustainability is becoming very popular. Absolutely. It is right. So I think it's becoming easier. And so not being afraid to like be seen in the same outfit multiple times online or things like that. Um, so there's, there's some little things that like we're trying to do as a family, shutting off lights, unplugging electronics. We're not using the latter one. We're all really bad at, we, we all use a lot of electronics these days, right? But keeping them plugged in too long uses extra electricity. And then, you know, carpooling when you can, little things like that, or maybe even walking. When I go visit other countries, I'm reminded of how much they walk just in their culture. And, and unfortunately, in the United States, we don't quite have that culture of walking more places. Um, so trying to do that more as well. I love that. Oh, my gosh. So when I think about what we can do, right, it's the things that you mentioned, right? So turning off your lights, something that I learned, even like turning off your water while you're brushing your teeth, you don't need the water to run or not starting your shower before you get in it. All these things that I'm like, oh yeah, those are just kind of normal habits that I have that are just, I'm a creature of habit. But doing those things are small ways that we can take care of our environment um, and be more intentional. So a question for you, as someone that like is very busy, which you very much are, how can we as Catholics learn more about what we're being asked about the environment and taking care of it and being a part of it in a way that is um, intentional and life-giving? So I know that there are people that are doing the work. There are organizations that are doing the work. I know that the Pope is talking about it. And so what would you kind of recommend to people? What would you say to people that are like, man, I just don't even know where to start as a Catholic or as a Christian about this conversation? So the Pope released a great encyclical on this um, a few years ago, Laudato Si. However, not all of us have time to read an encyclical and that's kind of daunt a daunting task, right? So actually, I would start with watching the documentary that came out out of the Laudato Si movement called The Letter. It is a great documentary. It's only, I think it's less than two hours, if I remember correctly. And Pope Francis actually brings four individuals from around the world that are working in environmental advocacy. And they all talk about from different perspectives of things we can do, and, and especially as Catholics, why we should care about it. So I would recommend that documentary. If you want to read the whole encyclical, that's also awesome. So there's like a whole Laudato Si movement now in the church. You can Google them. They're doing great work. I know there's um, Catholic Climate Covenant is a Catholic nonprofit that does work in this. And then just also maybe challenging your local parish to start a group that does this. I know our Catholic high school here in Lincoln, I think, has a group that maybe does stuff around the environment, if I remember correctly. So there's a lot of options for ways to get involved locally and just doing what you can in your community. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. And that's inspiring to know that there are people that are trying and there are options for us to learn more. Maria, I'm curious with all of these things happening in the environment and, you know, every day it seems like there's a new thing, whether it's wildfires or, you know, acts of God where, you know, we're like, oh my gosh, now there's massive 
floods and, and just so many things where it can seem really discouraging. And I hear people say, well, we're just individuals. It's really, what is it? I think it's like the top seven companies or the top 10 people say where it's like Google, Amazon, those are the people that are really doing the damage. So individually, it doesn't really matter. And it can seem discouraging. And it can seem discouraging because we're seeing all of these like horrible things happen. But what would you say to someone that says that? Because we we are called and have a moral responsibility to do our best. But like, how can we frame and recenter hope within the knowledge of what is happening? Yeah, great question. Because it is pretty depressing right now, right? Where, you know, hurricanes, you live in Florida, you know more than anyone, just that they, the dangers have really increased as even just the amount of serious hurricanes you're getting. And that's just one example. I mean, drought is increasing in many places around the world is another example. So yeah, I think first of all, remembering to turn to God first in prayer, and we're, we're called to be a people of hope. But then also that even though we are just one person, we, in addition to like little changes in our life that we talked about earlier, um, also not being afraid to pressure companies to do more, you know, like so many oil spills are unavoidable or are avoidable is what I meant to say. Um, and you know, these companies need to hear from us that we care about that. Right. And fortunately, as we mentioned earlier, it is becoming actually trendy to the point that businesses are being forced to have to make certain changes around this. And there's like a whole entire group of businesses that now are like providing sustainability, right? And so consumers are trying to choose more green choices for for products. Um, So that's another way I think we can help affect kind of big corporations in little ways that that's what we want to purchase, things that are sustainable. I love that. Uh, That's a good, hopeful point. And speaking of hope, I mean, I wish we had just like two hours to chat. You were just like such a light, even when... I get burdened by the thought of like, oh my gosh, there's so many things happening in this world. Whenever I talk to you, I'm like, everything's fine. So I wish we had forever. But as we near the end of the episode, I'd love to ask each guest about something that gives them hope. So as we talk about hope and how we can kind of recenter that to the conversation, especially regarding the environment, what is something that gives you hope? doesn't have to do with the environment, but just something in your life that gives you hope, whether it's in the past or something that you're looking forward to. If you need some time to think, I can go first. Otherwise, if you're ready, you can go. I'll let you go first. I want to think about it a minute. All right. Well, something that gives me hope is my dear friend is getting married this weekend and we've known each other since we were 17. So just, you know, Having someone who's striving for holiness and just such a good person, getting married to another great person, it's just really exciting. And I'm hopeful for the future of family and society that like they found each other. And so there's there's hope that not all is lost. That's awesome. So I think mine that comes to mind and actually has showed up in multiple ways just this week alone is that the impact that our joy as Catholics has on those around us. And a few examples, particularly in my own life or those close to me, where people have approached some of us saying like, you know, you all have so much joy. Tell me more about Catholicism. And I think that that's a really underutilized like type of evangelization, right? I think a lot of times we just want to use words and um, how much our impact of our joy 
and just showing love without using a lot of words really is the best way to present the Catholic faith. And so I think seeing more of that and having more of those interactions lately have been, has been giving me a lot of hope for, for our world. I love that. I absolutely love that. Well, Maria, thank you so much for being our guest today. And we will make sure to put links to all of the resources that you listed earlier, to Catholic Climate Covenants and Laudato Si. And y'all make sure to check those out because they are very helpful to just give a greater understanding of how we as individuals can serve our environment better and receive all that she has to offer. So thank you so much for being a guest and I look forward to talking with you again soon. Sounds great. Thanks, Chanel. Thanks, everyone. Thank you guys for listening and thank you so much to Maria for being our guest. Make sure to check out more information about Laudato Si, the Catholic Climate Covenant, and other organizations that are working to help Catholics understand how we can be stewards of the environment. I hope that this conversation was inspiring. I love having Maria on. I hope that you did too. And I look forward to talking with you guys again soon. In the meantime, please pray for me. I'm praying for you. God bless.